Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. SoapCon Live is proud to partner with The Locker Room to bring your favorite daytime stars to your living room with free live panels starting May 1st. Sponsored by Soap Opera Digest, Retro TV, and It's Real Good TV, check out SoapConLive.com to see the complete schedule, purchase autographs, video greetings, or book your virtual meet and greet with your favorite soap star today. Well, we are live and live. you can hear me and I can hear, I can hear you. So let's just talk about it. I'll splice in the intro later. For some reason, the internet seems to be acting funny, but- well, um listen, that's what happens, man. We know. <laughs> I know. It's like every little thing, uh, Google thing was go- going crazy these days. And, and this is just how it is, you know, sometimes when we're having to do it like this. Yeah, absolutely. But listen, we're so excited to be back with you guys. Again, I am Darrell Anthony with my beautiful co-host, Lucretia Lyons, the Believe in Soap Operas, and we're super excited to talk to you guys today. We have a lot to talk about. I feel like we say that every week, but we usually always have a lot to talk about. (laughs) Well, I mean, it's the soaps, and there are only four soaps on the air, guys, but that's still like about four hours worth of soaps every day, Monday through Friday. And I guess know. who actually watched Bold and the Beautiful this last week? Like, All right, what and- do you have to say? Let's get it out of the way. <laughs> because you know how you, you and Bold and the Beautiful have one of those like weird relationships where you just can't. So tell me, how do you feel? Yeah. Yeah, like, honestly, that was the best way to describe it. I just can't. But, you know, with all the funny little bits that I was seeing on Twitter about Uh Scott Clifton's performance and the fainting, like, killing Benny and just all the little things, I'm like, you know, I do love Scott Clifton. So i got to see this. And I will say, it was better than Y&R this week, which, um, I don't yeah. know. Listen, I have to say, there's I'm good curious. stuff on YNR. Just certain things ruin it. Yeah, there is. I'm actually very curious about what Bold is going to do, and the reason I'm saying about what they're going to do is because oh. um, we see YNR did their first on-screen kiss uh, recently um, with uh, Billy and Lily, I believe it was, um, and then we also saw General <laughs> Hospital do their first on-screen kiss, and we know Day's been kissing since Day oh, started yeah. back. Um, so I'm interested to see what Bold and the Beautiful and the stories feel more tight. And, you know, one thing about soap operas, at least for what I, you know, growing up on them, I felt like I was in the room or in those big scenes or in those wedding scenes or what have you, I felt like I was a part of it. And so a part of me wonders, 
will I feel that same thing with Bold and the Beautiful soon? And will the scenes feel more realistic? And will, you know, the kissing scenes feel more realistic? And when is that gonna change, you think? Yeah, like I hope sooner rather than later, because I will say like the, the fight scenes were hilarious with Benny and now our dearly departed Benny, uh, thanks to Liam driving and uh, Daddy Dollar Bill. Um, sorry, <laughs> I can't get over that. Call him Dollar Bill. <laughs> Because for I'm, I'm sure you've probably seen the movie The Players Club, yeah. which I love, oh, yeah. and, and, and hearing from that. So yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, like I, I will say, like this storyline that they're doing there is actually intriguing. So I do hope yeah. that, that things will look better. Because I will say, like in watching what I was watching, it didn't seem as jarring as it had in the past. I mean, and yeah. I'm someone who was really only used to that with Bold as being a new viewer because yeah. I do this and I do this for you guys. I, I, I subject myself to the garbage that, that is uh, some of these shows sometimes. You know, I, if I didn't love soaps, I wouldn't do it, but it is one of those things that Bold and the Beautiful, it really did captivate me this week. And with yeah. R in, in the retrospect there is like, there's so much that I'm into. Like yeah. I love this Ashlyn Locke stuff. I love um, the Amanda storyline. And yeah. I really, you know, I like, you know, Faith and the journey that she was having. There's so much stuff outside on mm -hmm. YNR that's good. Even like Chelsea being the one behind this. It's like, good. Like Melissa Claire Egan is such a good actress. Like, let her be evil. That's fun. We loved her as Crazy Annie on All My Children. And crazy I love that Annie. we're getting, uh, yeah, and I love that we're getting Chloe involved. And, and that Ray is getting a personality and that, yeah. like, all of the stuff around YNR is so good. Summer and Kyle and Phyllis and Nick. And I even like Jack and Sally. I, I do. Like, they have made me oh. like Sally Spectra. But goddamn, Sharon and Adam just ruin everything. As I say, I wanted to almost title this episode, Shadam Ruins Everything. Because it's just, like, that's so bad. And, and I get, I'm not a fan of the Abby you know, surrogacy storyline though, but I've always kind of liked Abby and Devon. So I'm like, if this goes to this, maybe being mm -hmm. a thing, because Amanda deserves better. Sorry. That's my she girl. Does. She absolutely does. She absolutely does. I mean, here's the thing I'll say, um, which I think we can both be on the same road about. These actors are all so good and they're taking all of these stories. Oh, yeah to make them so good. And and the writers I feel are doing their best to craft something within COVID restrictions and, and what they feel might be interesting. Look, every writer has a different interest and not everyone is going to like everybody's writing style. Not everybody liked Stephen King, you know? Uh, you know, not everybody liked, you know, June Cleary, like there, there's writers all mm -hmm. over the world where people are like, mm, I don't really like that or I can't yeah. relate or connect to that. But I think that what's important is that the actors and the writers and, and, and the EPs and the entire production are doing their best to try to tell you a story and how they envision it and how they think the story. You know, I know General Hospital has been getting a lot of flack because they're like, listen, there's no couples left over there. It's pretty mm -hmm. much doom and gloom. Like every couple is, is, is broken. But what interests me about that is, I know people are going to hate me, but seeing Michael and Willow, even though they are the Mayo twins, I, mm -hmm. do, I do believe that they're the first sign of, we're about to see new couples start to develop on the show. Yeah. 
I think that we're about to go into an era where we're going to see maybe Chase and Brooklyn rise. Uh, you know, we're probably going to see Sasha and Brando rise. Um, I'm hoping we see Curtis and Portia, Jordan oh, yeah. and Taggart. Um, you know, uh, Finn and Elizabeth. I mean, that's the the catalyst yeah. to bring Hayden back, and then giving my Valentine with Anna. Like, Valentine I mean, and Anna. Oh God. Yeah, yes, totally. I'm I'm totally willing to share Anna because uh, I think that you're his true love. Um, I, I do I, too. It, it's so sweet, and and, and I love the direction well. they're going. Yeah, and yeah. and I love um, seeing some of these different pairings, and they're they're just really trying to shake up the show. And I I, I know n- not everybody's that interested in the Finn family, but as yeah. we call them, but but I like them. I, I mean, I, I like that we're getting more. I mean, Gregory, he he's a hottie. I mean, uh, and we do think he's the one that gets poisoned, right, with the whole little lazy susan today yeah oh yeah okay Uh, so yeah you you were lucky enough to see earlier i saw um two things on that lucretia you're absolutely 100 right and i'm gonna tell you why you're right because you can't literally general hospital for years there's always new families coming in and out we have to continue having new characters new families new people coming in otherwise then the story just stops. I'm so sorry, guys. I know no one wants to hear this. The Quartermains, for all intents and purposes, are dead. But listen, we, we do have, have Olivia. Plenty, though, now. We, yeah. we have plenty. Brooklyn. We have Olivia. Yeah. We have Ned. We have Brooklyn. We have Tracy's visits. We have Monica letting everybody mm-hmm. go to her house. But I you're mean, not going to get my uh, sure but we're not gonna get <laughs> alan we're not gonna get AJ. I mean, yeah. we have jason for god's sakes i mean he's technically yeah. is a quarterman so for me i don't i don't really know when i see people online saying that's what they want because like i've seen a couple of people say like oh well we wanted frizz fam and i'm just like yeah but like if we're gonna be real franco also wasn't a character he was a new character on general hospital yeah. oh fact, yeah he was he was a character that they didn't need to bring back after james franco played him and they just needed to give roger howard a role so do you like franco or do you like roger howard because if you like roger howard then you should have no problem with the new character that they're going to be creating for him when he comes in you should immediately adapt to that because i have a feeling the same people are going to be the ones complaining about here's another new character in our show taking mm-hmm. over our show and i'm just like what are you what do you want? Like, there has yeah. to be evolution for people to continue living in this fictitious world of Port Charles. Well, yeah, and I'm with you 100%. And it, it's, again, that that cognitive dissonance, you know, using our, my big psychology words, with that. the soap fans, that, that it's like, you know, we obviously love Roger. That's why we took to Franco and making him the, the son of Scott and Heather Weber really made mm-hmm. him, you know, a legacy character. But guess yeah. what, guys? We honestly just love Roger. Let's face it. We That's do. It. I mean, we you loved him as a rapist god. We love him as Franco. We loved him on As the World Turns. We love Roger. So so I'm fully willing to embrace whatever he brings back. It's sad that Scott yeah. has to lose another kid. That part, all in the Frizz fam, they're adorable. But we have to sort of be true to our words too because if you guys want to talk about legacy and you want to talk about the people that should be on here and i know again it may be a murky water but luke and laura are what put this show on the map and the fact that some of y'all that talk about legacy all day long hate on luke and laura's kids like they are just disposable it's like eh, like sorry um 
next. Uh, that's sort of the thing is Lulu and Lucky should be here too. If anybody should yeah. be here. And it's yeah. nice that we're getting Nicholas as Laura's son. I think that's what Marcus really brings to the role is that yeah. he is Laura's son and we're getting that, but we need Lulu. We need Lucky. We need that tied to campus, especially if you're going to talk about that with the Quartermains, which we have now, and we're having a lot of focus. I mean, Brooklyn in this storyline, we have Ned, we, we've had a lot and we're getting that. So, so let's like give them a break there because that's happening. But with, you know, if we're talking about general hospital legacy, I mean, Luke and Laura and their kids are their legacy, and we're not going to get Luke back. So what's the next best thing? Well, I have to say, so I love Emmy Ryland, and I, Me too. you know, I really hope that, you know, if they bring her back, she'll, she'll come back. But if not, you'd make a great Lulu. It just came to my head right now. <laughs> oh, like, you would make you. a really yeah. good Lulu. So putting that out there in the either. Um, I, I would have a baby with like, Valentine. <laughs> I mean, yes, would. that would put you right. I, I already yeah. crafted that storyline. You're right there. You'll great. Um, but I think that that'll be a good story. And I mean, listen, um, we don't know what's going to happen, you know, with Lulu. I don't, I don't personally, I don't want Lulu to come back right away only because yeah, you got to add the drama. It's fine. Gotta, yeah. Yeah. Have the yeah. drama come in. Um, but you know, let's see. I mean, with lucky, you know, we don't know who uh, Ryan Lavery is. I mean, sorry. Yeah, uh, Cameron well, Matheson. We don't know who Cameron Matheson is playing. I will say that I do believe it's going to be um, Elizabeth's brother. Uh, oh, Stephen Lars? Yeah, because that she shared with, uh, with Franco. Liz and Franco yeah. shared a brother. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so I, yeah, people, don't forget that. So I actually, I actually think that that is who he's probably going to play. Mm -hmm. However, if because I just don't see, there's no reason for him to play Ryan. Like, like no, I know he's. I mean, I, cousin, I love Cameron, but, but no, like, yeah. I, Cameron, you're a sweetie. Ryan sucked. Like, Ryan let's sucked. never have Ryan Lavery again. Like, there's I no am reason so happy for you to be a new character. Like, Ryan, yeah. Ryan is bad. There's, there's no reason for Ryan Lavery to come back. But you know, Lucretia, I actually mm -hmm. thought that Cameron was going to come onto the show because when, when they did Maurice's like, you know, happy birthday video to Maurice, oh, yeah. like it was all general hospital people and Cameron Matheson. And I was kind of mm -hmm. like, I mean, I know Cameron's interviewed him like once or twice, but why is Cameron Matheson in this video? And then it just, you know, click with me. Zach Moore just said hello. Hi, Zach. Yeah, Thank you so much for tuning in. Um, so yeah, I think that, Cameron is probably going to play Steven Weber, which will be interesting because, mm -hmm. you know, you have Olivia and that past relationship. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, Steven Weber, please don't try to put him with Sam. I don't. Please don't no. do that. Please like, don't do that. I, my head Sam should have some single time now. Sam should have single time and a little bit of uh, Dante. Like, I don't mind yeah. that. I don't mind her getting just a little bit, a little taste of it. Um, I also... I really, I like Brando and Sasha, but I would like yeah, they're hot. something, I mean, but that's all they are. They're hot, right? Because yeah. I want some conflict for them. And for me, what if Brando, you know, like the whole Molly thing, obviously that was dropped. Yeah. I don't even know really why that happened because it yeah, resulted it in weird. her not being pregnant. She didn't, nothing happened with that. So she just looks about it, sure. But if Brando and Sam were hooking up, that would be fun. Mm. Uh, but I mean, he screen tested with her, he screen tested with Maxie, he screen tested with um, 
Molly. So he's been kind of thrown around the canvas and screen testing with everyone. So, I mean, I honestly forgot yeah. the other day, Lucretia, that Brando works for Cyrus, but only because he's <laughs> pretending to be for Sonny. Like, I totally yeah. forgot that that was still a thing. Well, yeah. And that's just where I'll say that, that I do understand that some stuff had to be pushed away because of, you know, last minute changes or whatever. So I try to give it a little bit of breather. And yeah. I do find Gladys amusing. As dumb as, like, this family <sighs> of Mike that, that doesn't uh, really make sense with the timeline we know as long watching fans. Like I've come to accept, and Brando's hot. Like Johnny Wachter is a good actor. Um, say that five times fast. And, but yeah, it's it's one of those things that it's like, yeah, I, I'm willing to let this develop. I like Sasha, as I've always said. If I had to pick, I mean, and I hate to be that way, but the the audience says they're interchangeable, just like Julian and Valentine. It's not a sexist thing, guys. But Sasha yeah. and Willow, I pick Sasha. I like Sasha. I think Willow yeah. and Michael work. Um, like, so that's fine. Give Chase and Brooklyn a chance. Like, so where does that leave Sasha? Like, yeah, Brando. I mean. You know, these are people's jobs, and these people—not everybody could, has to be like a Sunny Corinthos or you know, even an Anna or a Valentine. Like, not everybody has to be that lead character. And I, having characters like Sasha and Brando that you actually mm -hmm. like on the sidelines is fine. I mean, I have to say, if I was Katie McMullen, who played Willow, mm -hmm. I'd be terrified for my job because we all know that any girl who gets with my oh yeah. Dies, or leaves mm -hmm. town, or and I'm like, girl, please don't, because I do like Katie McMullen. Um, and she's general, a good I actress. Think I think she's a great yeah. actress. I think she did some really amazing work during the scenes um, where she found out her actual baby passed away, and I think yeah. that those scenes were so good. And also, Josh Swickert is fine. <laughs> yeah, and I know that if he's watching this, and then I have to meet him and like work with him in any capacity, he's gonna be like, oh, dude, I'm gonna be like, listen. I said it, you are fine. Like today's episode, <laughs> he had his shirt off. I was just like, I literally sat up on the couch when I was supposed to be working. I was like, God damn, why is he so fine? Like, and I, I, I was confused. I was just like, why is this man, him, and also Paul Teffler from Days of Our Lives? Oh yeah, why are oh they, yeah, I'm the Xander like, and with his haircut these days, oh. Like, and, and just yes. shirtless, and honestly, <laughs> I really love the era where they are in soaps now, where the man doesn't have to, because you know, when I was growing up watching soaps, a lot mm. of the men were shave-chested. Like, everybody had their mm. hair shaved on their chest, except for one man, and that was Mr. John Black, because when they did that mm. sex on Days of Our Lives, he was hairy as I'll get out. And I'm just saying, it's not that I'm a fan of hairy chest or anything No need like to that. wax, fellas. Right, it's, it's literally, for me, just another way of it showing different body types. Um, and I think that if we want to have some bit of reality within the soap world, we need to have people that maybe look like everyday people. So Chase having a little chest hair, I'm like, ooh, he's fine. Xander all chest hair. I said, what's going on? So I was very confused today watching television and how fine <laughs> they were. And I just have to say both of those men are fine. And when they see me and they ask, did I say it? I'm going to admit it, but I'm going to make it not weird. So it's going to be good. Uh, um, so yeah. what's weird about that? Like they are fine and, and gotta love Josh. Uh, congrats on the new baby girl. He's now Yay! a girl dad. And I love how he knew his audience. So in his picture announcing his baby girl, he was shirtless. Um, adorable. Again, <laughs> I'm like, what is this? Like, why can't I have it? I mean, look, 
more good news though, you know, before we continue on, we've had a, quite a few anniversaries and other good news mm-hmm. that have happened in the soap world recently. Um, on top of it being General Hospital's 58th anniversary, which we talked about mm-hmm. last week, Nestle Grand has also celebrated 25 years as the legal eagle Alexis Davis. We did a show that um, you know was a tribute to her and and what she's brought to the show. But before we talk about that I and break that. that down, I also want to give a happy anniversary to Lynn Herring, who celebrated Woo! 35 years as Lucy Coe. Happy anniversary to Fanola Hughes, who celebrates 36 years as Anna Devane. And happy anniversary to Sean Dominic, who is celebrating, I believe it's his two-year anniversary now as Nate Hastings on Young and the Restless. So I- Oh, I love him. It's just super exciting that, you know, these people are celebrating all of their accomplishments and, and everything. So congratulations to you all. But let's break down that exciting <laughs> Alexis Davis episode. How did you feel about it? We had some conversation in yeah. the green room, but I want to know how you yeah. feel about it for audience. I, I really liked the episode. I, I You know, sometimes these standalones, like, as much as you may like a character or like something, they don't always live up to the hype. But this yeah. one, I was I was surprised. I love the direction they went, and I love how um, what was it? The fighter, the advocate, and um, the idealist. Yeah, and, and the way they laid that out, and they continue to do it, it was like, oh, this is really good. I know people that do nothing but talk shit, and even they yeah. were like, oh, that was a good episode, and, yeah. and that was to me. I was like. This is this is what General Hospital is good at. The, making something that totally makes sense could easily be in prime time. And, you know, it's just really a good showcase of one of their better actresses, like with Nancy Lee Grand. I mean, 25 years, it's like crazy. But yeah, years. I remember Alexis. Like, I remember I the beginning. I love that they even showed Dobson. Like, a lot of, like, the clips that they used were really yeah. funny. Yeah. <laughs> I listen, I, I agree with you about that. General Hospital actually for me, as opposed to the Restless, has done a really good job <laughs> with those standalone episodes. Um yeah. I even thought the Sunny episode was really well done. Oh um, yeah. You know, that they, they had when they had his son come on and play Sunny. Um yeah. they had everybody come back. I thought that was really well done. His son Josh was such a good actor too. He's I was such like, he could be Spencer if if we can't we're get still, Nicholas. Yeah. We're still campaigning for that. Mm-hmm. Um he so I thought that that was a really well done episode. I think the uh, you know obviously listen the Luke Spencer episode huh? is at, oh, towards the top. So good that episode was fantastic. And um, Ava's standalone, yeah. like yeah, Ava's, all of those episodes are great, and I'm excited to see who they're going to do next. I would really love a, uh-huh. um, a an Anna standalone episode. Oh I yeah, think a lot of people would. Um, you know, I would love to see, I mean, they've already kind of done a maxi standalone episode. However, that was with Jen Lilly, I believe it was, when um, she had a heart uh, issue and like she went on the road yeah. imagine like BJ and all that. I would like to see Kirsten get a chance at that. Yeah, because um, she is Maxie. Mm-hmm. She, she is Maxie. Uh, so mm-hmm. I would, I, I really think they do a good job and you're right, mm-hmm. the clips were great. There were a lot of fans, however, that were upset that uh, Julian was not, um, you know, William DeVry was not used in yeah. any of the clips. And what I will say to you and guys. And neither is, was Rick, though. I mean, and you was know, Rick. guys, yeah. It's, I mean, it's money. Money. Like, <laughs> like, I mean, yeah, like, it. just so you know, like, they, they didn't, they didn't have it in the budget to pay them. Like, I'm just right. going to say it out there, guys. Like, it wasn't like, oh, they were just sticking it to them. No, that there's, there's money and there's budgets and, you know, they have to pay them if they use their image. 
Right. Um, I am really, you know, really, really happy this episode was written by yeah. uh, Pride's uh, new writer, Scott Sickles. Um, I actually spoke to Scott about this episode before he, before it aired, and I knew he had written it. Obviously, I didn't know any specifics of it or anything. He can't tell me. But he was very excited that he did write the Alexis episode, um, and he put so much into it. And, you know, there Aww. were so many quips of his. I talked to him after it aired, because he would write something. I speak to him after he, it, it airs to then talk to him about yeah. it and get, like, the inside and perspective. And, you know, one thing he said is, like, a couple of, you know, when they all sat down at the beginning, and all the guys at the table were kind of like, uh, <laughs> well, that was one of his yeah. things that I he love got that. to keep in there. Um, and, that was and my favorite part. Really so that's awesome. I mean, not yeah. just because it was Valentine, but it was so like, yeah, all these guys hate him for one reason or another. But he's the one that Alexis was really, you know, turned to because he's the most objective. And so that yeah. was really funny. Like, they were like, we care enough about Alexis to deal with you, but we all hate you. They they all hate him. And honestly, <laughs> every single one of those at the table, I'm like, y'all are all jerks because I'm Team <laughs> Valentine. Listen, uh, James obviously. Gets me completely <laughs> on board with anything Valentine does. And yes, I love seeing his, like, you know, blow ups, but like anything he does, I'm like Team Valentine. Like, I love the character oh, yeah. Valentine. I love what he brings to the show. I'm Team Him and Anna. I'm Vanna. Um, uh, so totally, Vanna. <laughs> yeah, so I would love that. So, yeah, those are, those are my favorite parts of that. What do you think yeah. about the April Fool's episode of Days of Our Lives? Oh my God, talk about showing my my favorite characters. Like I always joke that like the Kyriakas are sort of like the, the Cassidines. I have to relate it they to are. stuff I watch guys. Um, yeah. But days, I'm a new viewer, but yeah, cause I, I love me some Philip, Darrell knows. I always text him how much I love Philip. <laughs> But but like Philip in this sweater. <laughs> I get it. <laughs> and then I have a real thing for priests that I don't think I've talked enough about on this show. So when Xander in that outfit, oh, oh, like, and then I just love me some Judy Evans. That was so funny. Like, and that's what I actually started watching days um, from the April Fool's episode on last year. Mm -hmm. Because I love Greg Rickard and I knew he was a part of it. So I was like, I have to watch that one and then go from there to yeah. catch up and, and understand this show. And then, you yeah. know, read articles and get the family mm -hmm. tree, which is like a circle. Um, <laughs> it is a circle. Um, but yeah, like, so it was kind of nice to have this full circle moment with Days. And mm -hmm. even like my mom, who we've, we've really come to like Days because we love John and as we call him Patches or Stefan. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, um, but yeah, I was like, we love their ridiculousness, the old man detective agency that we call it. But yeah, so I love that they were really included in this April Fools. But what I noticed about last year and as a long time Days viewer, let me tell Hopefully you can tell me if I'm on the right path. Yeah. Last year's April Fool's sort of left a lot of Easter eggs for things that it's like it sort of foretold, but yeah. like not in like a blatant way. So yeah. is that what they do every year? Because I feel like certain things are going to play out in a way. Yeah, so that's usually what happens with not just that, but also the Halloween episode as well. Um, Days of Our Lives does a Halloween episode and then they do a... Um, um, April Fools. April Fools more 
is the one that kind of leads to showing you mm -hmm. what could come. Halloween is more about calling back to the past. Like I remember they did one where Marlena was the serial killer again. Um, yeah. She had the mask on, but for some reason Deidre wouldn't put it on. She just held it up to her face. I guess she's like, I'm not putting this on my head again. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> So I, yeah, I think that Days of Our Lives does a really good job of that. And I knew, obviously, with this one coming out, um, Ron was like, you know, in in the show, Jan wakes up, but then outside yeah. the dream, Jan also wakes up. So that's one thing that would be real. Um, I'm, uh, you know, people are theorizing that Jan is the one who killed Charlie now. Uh, I'm seeing it all over the blogs. And, <clears throat> you know, as this gets more complicated, people are like, okay, it wasn't Belle. Well, it might be Belle, because as of now, people think that Belle, um, because she had a button missing on her jacket. Yeah, oh, yeah, the button. That was a button. new thing, yeah. Yeah, and so a lot of people are like, okay, well, maybe it was Claire. And then they're like, maybe Claire went to confront him. Jan was, Jan has been awake for weeks now, mm. stalking them, trying to get back at them. And then Jan saw that and she killed him and wore Belle's jacket to try to frame her. So- Yeah, that could I be mean, it. Or it, it could, could be, be John. It. Yeah, and he was wearing Belle's jacket. Like, I yeah. was joking about that, cross-dressing John. I mean, cross-dressing John. I mean, listen, I don't know because I don't know how fans are gonna feel because I feel like fans will not be happy if it's a big big character who did it because then we're losing a character because yeah. they'll probably go to prison and what have you. Um, and then- John could get away with it though. Like that sort of could. thing is like, who could get away with it? And because he's not in his right mind, you know, or like an Abigail, somebody that has DID, like there's always an yeah. out with certain mental illness on the show, which is great. It's always good to have that. I wish it worked that way in real life. Like, whoops. Like I got well, another personality. <laughs> like uh, yeah, I, I mean I don't know. I'm I'm interested to see how that. But I mean I'm still going with the original theory that he like fucking shot himself. Um, yeah, so that would be better. Like because and that's almost like poetic justice in a way because Charlie hated himself most of all, and he and did. and it would be like a good PSA and stuff too. I mean, like not for nothing. That's what they do. <laughs> That's what I do. So I don't, I'm interested to see how that plays out. But I mean, listen, I'm excited to get into more news because obviously I want to hear about the ratings and everything and have you talk about that. Because I didn't realize the ratings were back. I knew that there was an issue that happened with them. So let's talk about that. Yeah, that was what I noticed is like everybody tweeting, poor Errol. I love you, Errol. It's so proper network. We were using some of your articles to talk about today. And you're the one that always gets the ratings. And I know people were like freaking out about yeah. not seeing them. And so we didn't have ratings for like a month. But there's many reasons as to why. I mean, yeah. but ultimately it was because they didn't send them. <laughs> like. I mean, they yeah. weren't getting them is why they weren't reporting them. It wasn't like a big conspiracy. But, you know, I like to just believe that maybe people are busy. Um, there wasn't some nefariousness going on. Yeah. But, like, I do love that now the rating system has changed and it sort of shows all the preemptions and, yeah. you know, viewing options. But, yeah, yeah, and that was one thing I noticed is the systems were changing. And yeah. one of the more shocking uh, things about the ratings I notice, and this is where it is kind of telling that they don't necessarily use all of the numbers because, and again, I I know it's not the shade room, but this is going to be some shade. How is CBS number one in daytime still? I remember going to this. <laughs> <CBS. laughs> um, 
number one in daytime for 30 years event like a few years ago and it being like okay back then i could understand but now that i'm watching bold and and how YNR is like despite some good stuff i mean days and gh just are ultimately better shows than the cbs soaps and and it's just yeah. like objectively speaking because i'm a new days viewer but but they're ultimately better shows. It must encompass all of daytime, which I can't name what's around those shows. Support for Believe in Soap Operas is brought to you by Just Live, a trusted source for high-quality wellness CBD products created by athletes just for you. Starting a new business is tough and stressful, so I couldn't have started SoapCon Live without Just Live. It's in the name. That's exactly why Just Live came out with their new CBD gummy line for people like me and you. There are six different flavors and functions, including sleep, energy, focus, immunity, calm, and vitamin C. Plus, they're completely vegan and low sugar. Just Live was founded by professional athletes Clay Thompson, Alex Morgan, Travis Pastrana, and Paul Rodriguez because they wanted to create a CBD product that they could trust and stand behind. So if you need support with sleep, focus, energy, stress, or immune health, I highly recommend giving these a try. Right now, if you buy one of their gummy products, you get one free. There are six different benefits to choose from, and instead of just choosing one, visit justlive.com and use promo code SUPPORT to buy one, get one free. That's buy one, get one free of the new gummy line with promo code SUPPORT at justlive.com. Right. So I have a little bit more on that. So you're absolutely right. I think that a couple of things. So they, so first of all, CBS is always going to win because they are the only network that has two soap operas. That's not fair, but that's what it is. We yeah. already know that NBC doesn't really put any love behind days, really. You know, they're starting to kind of ABC kind of on and off of GH, but for the most part, you know, they're trying. Um, the other part of it is, is that the, the CBS shows have been renewed to 2025, I believe it was, mm. that both Bold and, because, you know, Bold is international, and that's where they get most of their ratings and their money, because it definitely is not from the U.S. Yeah, um, same thing and, with YNR in Canada. Like, you know, yeah. the U.S. doesn't really show the CBS, and that's why it's hard being a U.S. viewer, um, like, to understand how this is, because, I mean, you even look at social media why and bold have the least presence gh and days like they're out there yeah they really are and you know with days having the dual app you know as well um which really helps uh fans connect with the actors and the characters even more and understand like the stories you know days on friday people are looking for days short promo and their extended mm -hmm. promo days promos have been out of this world and people are always waiting on the edge of their seats for promos and you know um gh starts their promo on monday you wake up monday you're like what where was the where's the promo um and the other part of it is you know so for daytime this is what they include so for let me see if i can get this right for everybody so for cbs daytime includes um young and the restless bold and the beautiful i believe it's cbs eyewitness in the morning or something like that and the talk all of that is part well, of daytime and then same thing with the price is right and, and the price um, is right. let's make a deal they're 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 part of daytime so that's daytime so then when you go over to days of our lives it's really just days of our lives i mean they do try to and then the Kelly today Clark show like and yeah. today show they try to include those but it's very weird because you don't you you see it kind of split out but 
with ABC, they start theirs with they they start their daytime with Ryan Kelly. Um, yeah. which I think speaks about Kelly's love for the soap world. Um, yeah. So it's Ryan and Kelly that starts off that. Uh, or Kelly and Ryan, so sorry, I need to say it right. Kelly and uh-huh. Ryan. Um, and then they have The View, which is mm. daytime lineup. Then they have um, a couple of other shows in between. And then they have General Hospital. And then there's one other show on ABC that I feel like missing. The GMA3 is always included there. That's just before GH. Yeah. So, and then the Rachel, like, Rachel good morning, Ray. America. I think yeah, Rachel like, Ray. oh yeah, because like Rachel Kelly Clarkson, it has different affiliates. So I think that's yeah, she's on NBC. Here. I think Kelly. Is. Well, it's NBC and ABC, like because the ABC affiliate here plays Kelly Clarkson. And Same which one is Drew Barrymore with? Yeah, like Drew Barrymore is NBC. Ah, huh. yeah, yeah. So it's all of that encompassing. Oh, yeah. There was, there was actually an interview that I know it's, it's super complicated, actually, like all the affiliates and yeah, who That's buys great. it, who owns it. Yeah. And, and why is it in syndication? But um, <laughs> yeah, it was an interview that I saw uh, where Susan Lucci was like, told like when they canceled all my shows, they gave her the respect of telling her first, to let her know, like, you know, basically. Yeah. It's, it's able to produce other shows that are 40% cheaper. But what I'm noticing now is that a lot of these shows are getting these heavy hitters like Kelly Clarkson, Drew Barrymore. You know, these are some really big hitters and I know that they're not paying them pennies. Um, I, I do also know it's not as expensive to produce the soap, but it no. is interesting. I did watch today's The Talk, uh, which was the first episode back um, after the Sharon Osbourne incident. And I thought it was very interesting how they handled that. Um, they had a grief counselor basically come on and talk to them. Um, like, yeah, they had a, him come on. Uh, and they had <laughs> yeah, I was like, I'm sorry, can you see the rolling of the eyes? Yeah, um, then they had like a yeah, psychology person come it. on. It was a lot, it was a lot. <laughs> It was it was quite a bit, but let's talk more good soap news. There's someone coming back to GH, and I know. On GH. And so that was me. It. I was like, "You said it, and it happened." So hashtag free Sean really worked, guys, because Sean Blakemore is coming back to GH. <laughs> yeah. um, which honestly, I know, I know, we're thinking that uh, Jordan might be leading into the Taggart direction, but I mean. Sean is the father of her child, so that could happen. Listen, Alexis ain't gonna get more Sean like that's I me. Mean, I was like, I love that pairing. Alexis could <laughs> make get me a Sean sandwich. Mm-hmm. I mean, Alexis could get Sean. I will also say Sean and Carly were even hot together. Oh yeah. Um, when it, you know, I think that Sean Blakemore is a fantastic actor. Uh, I'm super excited to see what he's gonna bring to the role and what he's gonna be doing this time around. Um, but yeah, that should be very interesting um, because I'm, I, first of all, I love that more diversity is coming to GH, but you know, yeah. I, I feel like, you know, a lot of fans are upset right now because uh, Rial, uh, who plays Tiger, he yeah. once again was temporary recast. Um, and the same guy who played him before, who I think is a wonderful actor, Asante Jones. Yeah. But I, 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 I think it's hard for people to really, um, Really understand invest. the reality of this situation too but though that, it's like that you know 
Yeah. But to invest in the character of Tiger, because yeah. regardless if it's, if it's Real or regardless if it's Asante, the character continues to pop in and out in weird spaces. Yeah. That makes it doesn't feel like that he's really part of Canvas when Taggart was a character who was on GH so long ago. You know, we want to see, like, what's going on with Taggart. So hopefully... We yeah, let's bring this going. on. Let's do something. Like, because Real, I think, wants to be on the show. It's just that he tested positive for COVID. It wasn't like, you know, yeah. it, it, you know, it is what it is. And he had to quarantine. So it's great that Asante was available because he was the recast we were used to when, you know, Real had to have like a, a medical test and, and be off. And this is why it's like, look, the show, like, is the show, it's a business and they have to go on. But mm-hmm. like, they're fully committed to this actor and this character, but it yeah. is, you know, what it is. I mean, I, again, Kathleen Gotti said she hated that term, but it is what it is. Like, you know, the reality of the situation is sometimes stuff has, the show must go on and you're not available, but yeah. you know, that, that's, that's what happens with soaps. Like Martha Madsen, as we've talked about, she filled in, for Becky Hurst as Elizabeth. Like that was, she that did. was actually She fun. did a really yeah. good job. Yeah. She, and I was so dedicated. Like she went, she dyed her hair. She, yeah. And, and she, she felt like Elizabeth. And I didn't realize how much like Martha could really give the essence of Rebecca Hurst. And I was just like, wow, yeah. she, she was a really good Elizabeth. And she played some really tough scenes uh, during oh, that yeah. time period, um, you know, reeling from Jake and everything. So I thought that that was really well done. But we have another gentleman coming to our hospital that's mm-hmm. caused quite a buzz over the interwebs, everyone. Cameron Matheson, known famously for playing the charmingly Ryan Lavery on All My Children, is now joining General Hospital in a yet undisclosed role. Lucretia, yeah. how do you feel about this development? Yeah, well, as we were talking earlier, like you suspect he's Stephen Lars, and I do hope so as well. I think that he looks like Becky. They could be brother and sister. And that's funny yeah. because Hayden being uh, <laughs> her sister. So thank God we wouldn't have a Ryan and Greenlee reunion. But I love Cameron Matheson. He's a sweet Canadian. I am so happy he's coming to the show. But like, for the love of God, don't be Ryan. Like, I, I did not like Ryan. He was a a poor substitute for Leo. No one could ever take the place of, of Leo Dupre. Leo um, Dupre, I loved him. Yeah, um, but it's one of those that I love Cameron, so I hope that he's coming here for a new, better role um, than than what was of uh, Ryan Lavery. I mean. Yeah. I mean, listen, somebody made a joke online and they were like, well, he could be coming on as like Cyrus's long lost son. Or, or him or him or Roger are gonna end up playing something like that. And I don't I hope that's not the case. I would love to see um him play Steven Lars. I think that'll be good. Yeah. Um you know, I also would love to see, now that you mention it, I would love to see Josh Jumel come on and play a lucky recast as well. I just want to throw that out there. Yeah, I mean, um, I'm sorry, but if dreams do come true, like, if if we could make that happen, universe, like, I mean, as much as I love Jonathan Jackson, and he is lucky to me, Josh Jumel playing anything, like, I don't even care if he's Wonder Woman, whatever it is, like, I'm (laughs) that man. Like, top five sexiest man of all time i've been i even had to like you know uh, las vegas but we've been doing a rewatch in this house and uh 
on point. Uh, so yes, yeah. like Josh Jamel in any role. Like I, oh, he could play Liz's sister. Sarah got a sex change. I don't know. I don't care. Like give him a role. Yeah, I would love that. I mean, I'm glad that, you know, some people go in and out. They're like, oh, why isn't Sarah back? But I'm like, nah, Sarah's mm-hmm. not back. Um, yeah, she sucks. I, That's the reason we're like, yeah, no, guys, sorry. No like, one liked this. It's so yeah, weird. Sarah sucked. Like, Sarah, mm-hmm. No one liked her when she was there. No. You know, GH fans are some of the best. They pretend. Ugh. Most craziest passionate fans and i'm one of them so i can say that mm-hmm. i'm just like no one liked sarah when she was there but they're so all why did you want her back like yeah. history though and i'm like okay but like there's a lot of characters over the years even when gh was in its heyday that no one wants to see again yeah. so uh, i don't I know Claire coffee but nurse nadine was a terrible character and why do we oh need God, that back like that. i'm glad that girl like moved on to better stuff like i totally forgot about that character yeah i was just thinking of like a good actor that was on here and like a bad role and it was like yeah she was or yeah, just yeah. like hey, guys like no one wants sarah weber like let's quit pretending hayden is liz's sister that matters like she's the sister that matters she's it, the sister unless that you get, yeah unless you get missy claire egan and rebecca budding at the same time and you make missy sarah like i'd accept that but like right. you gotta play them and you gotta pay them. So I live in play the real the world, which that that's not likely. Like <laughs> yeah, you 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 just uh, you know you got to. That's what you have to do. Um, yeah. So so that's fine. So I want to talk <laughs> about something that's really exciting. Um, I'm super proud of you, and I wanted to be the one to announce this. So SoapCon Live just announced our inaugural event for May 1st. I am super proud of you. I know you have put in a lot of work with Alan Locker and Susan Eisenberg to get this over the line. And this has been part of the reason why, you know, in the past few weeks, we've been having to change the dates that we come to you guys with news and everything. Um, But this has been a baby of Lucretia's, and I want to give her a moment to kind of talk to you all about it and what it means to her. Oh, well, thank you so much, Jarrell. Yeah, like, so So if you've noticed things being a little bit of a lag, it was because I was working so hard to bring this event to you guys that will be an ongoing event with, you know, because I grew up going to comic conventions and horror conventions and all that, but always being a soap fan too. I mean, like Dark Shadows even was like a crossover to that. And how many of these actors crossed over like the the aforementioned Josh or Nathan Fillion or whatever in these comic book conventions. But to think about how the soap actors never got that. They never got this like, you know, spread to like their own sort of thing, uh, their celebration of soaps. And so Mm -hmm. it was pretty crazy when um, Susan asked me earlier in the year, to um, work with her on, with the convention and company. I, mm-hmm. I won't say the name, but yeah, like we were working with these, you know, different convention companies, like talking about things and it was a long process. And, you know, if mm-hmm. it, if it wasn't work guys, it like everybody would do it. And so, so it's glad, I'm glad we got to do it right. And I'm glad that we kind of decided just to go our own way because as soap fans, like we wanted to make a company that was by, you know, for soap fans, by soap fans. I mean, that was even in the mission statement. So, so yeah, it took, it was a long, hard road. I mean, and it wouldn't be a soap convention without that. I think we even joked about making t-shirts that said it wouldn't be soap con without the drama. Like, (laughs) I love it. I think it's really good. 
I think it's really good. I'm really proud of you. I think that there's a lot of people who have been looking for and wanting something like this. Um, I think that, you know, this is honestly going to be the start of, I feel like giving the soaps the respect that they deserve, especially those soaps that may not get, you know, I feel like for years we've just been talking about all my children are one life to live coming back. Yeah. But there's so many other soaps. There's Sunset Beach. There's uh, Another World. Santa Barbara. Yeah. Turns, Santa Barbara. Yeah. Dark Shadows. Mm -hmm. Guiding Light. There's all those shows and I see how much you want to give tribute to every single one of the shows that were on in the past. And I think that with you and Alan and Susan's works combined, I think it's going to be really beautiful and I cannot wait to see what happens next. I am along for the ride. Whatever you guys need, I'm there to help. Yeah, thank you so much. And you know, if it wasn't for you guys, like, I mean, this this idea didn't happen in a vacuum. Seeing all the fan <laughs> response to the locker room and what Alan was yeah. doing with his reunions with As the World Turns and Guiding Light and how that expanded so quickly. And just like even this podcast, it's, I went to the network and pitched uh, because they wanted me as a host, a, a sports comedy podcast, because that's what I always wanted to do. And that's what my expertise is, is making fun of sports with sports guys. And yet they were like, what else you got? Like, we're trying to expand into pop culture. And I happened to just say, you know what? I really like the soaps. And this was just before the pandemic, just before all of that. So it all sort of in a weird way works out. And so, yeah, like how this podcast started was more just like, yeah, I love the soaps and I want to get into it. But I, it, you know, without this, I wouldn't have met Susan. That was somebody I saw online. Without yeah. the pandemic, people wouldn't have been going back to daytime. Alan wouldn't have started the locker room. Like Susan and I would never be podcasting together, talking about General Hospital and, you know, soaps of past. You like, and I wouldn't you know, have probably did yeah. it either. I mean, honestly, like... Obviously, forever and a day definitely helped. Yeah, us, that's how we um, met. You know, yeah, connect. but forever and a day, I don't know if it would have happened in the same breath as it would have before. Like mm -hmm. podcasts, I feel like when the pandemic happened, podcasts and virtual meetings and 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 virtual things became mm -hmm. much more exciting than they've ever been because that was the only way for people to connect. So I personally don't know if you know, oh, this wouldn't have happened, you know, and you have to look at the silver lining with the pandemic. Yeah. We lost so many people, you know, everyone's been through a really, really tough time. And I think that this was the the silver lining in it. And we were able to finally see like, hey, this was some good things that have came out of the pandemic and we can actually kind of relish in those. So this is super exciting and it's only going to get better from here. Yeah, because I mean, the idea, you know, right now is this is a virtual convention and bringing you guys everything these comic book and horror conventions were doing long before, but to your living room. And, and what I noticed too, in the fan responses, we want to keep an element of that. But when we can be when we're, we're all vaccinated, I already got my first shot. Um, and, and when we're all ready to get back out there, the, the sky's the limit. And it's just nice to be able to see this revitalization of the community that has come from tragedy. I mean, but yeah. that's kind of the nature of soaps. It's like with all the drama and with all the tragedy, we come together as a family and we're a soap family. And, and that's how we met doing forever in a day. I mean, and SoapCon Lime sort of came out of you know, doing all this. And, and it's just, it, it's one of those happy coincidences that comes out of something so fucked up. 
Yeah, yeah. I, I agree with that. I mean, which leads us into our thing about winners and losers. And before we kind of get started, <laughs> but before we kind of get, get started, I want to say, um, I want to start with winners. So um, I didn't get to add my winners to the list, but my winners for the week were actually Lucretia Lyon, Alan Locker, and Susan Eisenberg. Um, because I think that- It's all there. Yeah, money. Um, Y'all are my winners of the week. Yeah. I think that I see a glimmer of hope for the soap fans, for the soap world. Um, and, and what you guys are doing with SoapCon Live, like we already previously said, mm -hmm. it's going to be monumental and the sky is the limit. And so you guys started off being winners of the week for me. And y'all are my real life winners before we talk about mm -hmm. the soap winners and losers now i'm gonna let you take over and talk about your losers of the week because i know you've just been sitting on ready so go right ahead oh yeah after you like totally class that up there and like you know made me feel good and and, and mm. had this nice way of bringing it i hate to bring you guys down though <laughs> bring um, <us> down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah because because as i've said it before um shadow ruins everything um and, and that's the real show guys so the losers of the week got to be Sharon and Adam because, it, and at least I give Wynar the credit in the writing that, that all the other characters hate this too. <laughs> like, like that's the silver lining of the losers, but it's like, Jesus Christ, Sharon, you have a kid in the freaking hospital, but all you care about is that young D. Mm -hmm. No, Sharon um, loves a man. She'll literally be like, I mm -hmm. can't worry about it. I can't believe she. Oh yeah. And y'all call her Queen Sharon and Phyllis is the desperate one? Uh-uh. Sorry. Always Team Phyllis over here. Um, I, I like Team Phyllis as well. I'm Team Phyllis. But yeah, you know, and it wouldn't be out without my Sin fan heart here to say that, that Sin were also the losers because... In, and uh, not to quote my mom, who is not a fan, but she was just like, oh, I thought they had this great love. Wouldn't that just, you know, make it so much obvious, uh, you know, just that they would get back together, that she'd remember him if they have this great love. So um, that's why the winners, obviously, are the sin haters, like my mother. <laughs> and the Shadow fans, because guess what, guys? You got what you want, but at what cost? I hope you're happy. I really do. Because at least someone's no, you happy don't. with that. No, you don't. No. You, do you, you don't hope happy at all. Listen, okay. That was First sarcasm, all, yes. On, on, on the sin thing, I, mm -hmm. I, I hear you. I think that... <clears throat> I think the story is really tough to tell, right? And yeah. this is why. I mean, because... and it's good drama. It's a good story. I like them and I want them back together, but I get it. I agree. I, but, but here's the thing. So people talk about uh, Bo and Hope from back in the day. So back in the day, you had these young actors who really decided they wanted to be on a soap and they wanted job security and was going to work on a soap for the rest of their lives. Obviously, you had Kirsten Alfonso leave Days of Our Lives mm -hmm. at a certain point when Hope died and she came back. She was Gina and blah, blah, blah. And you've had Bo leave before and come back and then Robert Killer Kelly took over, whatever. My thing is, is that it's really hard now, I think, to try to tell something about young love and people like growing up because you have Victoria Conifal and she is young, she's beautiful, she's talented, and Days of Our Lives is not her main job. She wants to do other things. So mm -hmm. because of that, Sierra has to come in and out. And she's not really, I think Victoria actually did a quote, she's not really on recurring, she's on guest mode. She's guest star. Mm -hmm. so she's like, I'll come in when I can and when it works for me and it works for them. 
it's really hard to play the story with her and Ben in the way that the fans want because she's not really there. Um, you know, she comes in a few weeks at a time and then she exits and then she might not, we might not see, see I think Sierra's about to leave again soon with Theo and we probably yeah. won't see her again until either summer or next fall. I don't know if we're going to see her for a while. Um, so, you know, people have to kind of accept that Ben might move into a situation with maybe Claire or maybe Ben mm-hmm. will move into a situation with, you know, some people are predicting it might be Allie and Tripp and Ben in a situation. I don't know. But the storylines will have to shift and move around. Um, you know, a lot, you know, you have Chanel who's now being um, uh, <laughs> with Xander. There, and people yeah, are like, oh my what? gosh, she's a young girl. And they're like, what is that? And I'm like, well, listen, yeah. Sarah is gone. So in order to keep Xander there, he has to follow another storyline. It may not be your favorite, but I suggest giving it a chance because I love a good schemer. I do. I love oh, a yeah. good bowl scheming hussy who's just like, listen, <laughs> I'm about that bank. I don't even want to have sex. I want the money. And Chanel mm-hmm. is so like, I need to be rich. He's loaded. Like, as she said in the preview, oh, he's so loaded. <laughs> she don't even care how fine he is. She don't care about that. No. I need the money. Oh, and, and he is fine. I can't wait to see her and Victor go toe to toe. Oh, yeah. And her be like, what? Um, you know, I really like Gabby and Philip. Um, you know, oh, I do too. I, I love that. I love how he's all about messing with his mama. Right. Because I love me some fate. Yeah. Yeah, well, so yeah, I'm, I'm excited. I, I will say, like, the direction of Jake, like, I was so excited about this character. I love Brandon and with Jake. But to me, as someone who likes both Kate and Gabby, and this is where I'll say that Dace has done well, most of the rivalries, you like both people. That mm-hmm, can't be said mm-hmm. about all the other soaps, uh, nope. obviously, the aforementioned. But yeah, it's like, I like Gabby and Kate, both of them. And I feel like Jake is doing them both wrong. He was sort of playing both sides. It's like, oh, he's a little too sleazy. And this is from someone who loves those Kiriakis boys. But yeah, I love that <laughs> Philip. Philip is going in with Gabby, like, eyes wide open, though. I don't have a problem yeah. with that. It's just, like, um, I like Abigail and Gwen, and, and I like the direction of this, like, and again, we know that Marcy Miller is pregnant, so that they, they got to write her out somehow. Like, there's the real-life logistics that I'm willing to to go with, but it is nice when you like both women in the pairing, in, in the sparring more than pairing. Yeah, I mean, I... Uh... I loved um, Marcy Miller this time around. Listen, oh, I yeah. loved Marcy Miller the first time around. Um, I think people just couldn't get on board with how drastically different she was from Kate, from not just how the way she played the character of Abigail, but even the way Abigail dressed. And I think people didn't really understand like the dichotomy of that. But I will say that I loved it because for me, I'm just like, listen, I think Marcy Miller brings such a natural, like like Kate comes on, and no offense, Kate plays bitch very well. She does. She gives you that when she's playing Abigail. But Marcy gives you kind of a warmth to Abigail, but like now she's starting to play bitch and she can do both. And it's like, oh, this works for me. And she's honestly giving me, you know, when um, uh, Connie Falconeri, the Connie Kate oh, yeah. thing, or yeah, Kelly Tessica. Sullivan, yeah. Yeah, yeah or yeah. even the, the uh, the Jessica and Tess, once they integrated, yeah. which is basically what happened with Abigail, she started having some of the moods of her alters. And like, this is, I feel very much right now, she's playing the Gabby alter and she's just like, nope. Like, you are not gonna talk to me this way. I'll punch you, I'll do this. But then yeah. you see glimpses of like Abigail and then you see the Dr. Laura. I feel like you can still see those like, those, um, 
you know, those personalities within her. Uh, so I think she's doing a really good job. And I love Marcy. And like you said, we love Emily O'Brien. And I, I like this. And again, history, it's a bit of a stretch that Jack yeah. has a daughter that he didn't, I get it. I get it. But we'll see. I think the storyline is fun. Yeah, I agree. And it's like, I feel like they're trying to make me like Jack. And I'm like, okay, I'll just have to accept it. Like there's some of the stuff. I, I like him with Xander and I actually like him with Gwen and, and it's interesting. I, I, I'm letting this one breathe and hopefully, I mean, whether it's Melissa Reeves or Katie McLean, we have Jennifer back, but I mean, my votes for Katie, but <laughs> my votes for Katie too. But you know, I also, um, you know, regardless of personal things, I love <laughs> Melissa Reeves as uh, Jennifer and I would like to also see how she plays some of the storylines. However, yeah. I want Katie back. Um, but performer of the week, <laughs> Nasi, I think you've been shitty yeah. with this. No, like, I, I, I legitimately meant this because that was the reason I tuned in to Bold and the Beautiful this week is I saw Scott Clifton poking fun at himself and uh you know liam and this is one thing i i will say i've always loved scott clifton whether it was gh or one life to live or even on bold and beautiful even though liam sucks it's like mm -hmm. this was almost a path to redemption for liam this week and he played every little beat so well that i was yeah. like no like like this i mean this show is obviously ridiculous it's <laughs> but yet you really put your heart and soul into it and you're honest where you're like, I don't like him either guys. Like he kind of sucks. Like, and, and to me, Scott Clifton earned this and he is definitely the performer of the week. He didn't mind looking like a pansy. And that was me being nice. <laughs> yeah. Look, I like Scott Clifton a lot. I actually mm -hmm. miss him when he was Dylan Quartermain um, oh, yeah. on general hospital. I thought he was great in that role. Um, yeah, no, honestly, that's again, going back to yeah, the beginning of the conversation that the actors are carrying stories that we might be like, what, what's going on? And Scott Clifton is no exception. I think that the work that he does day in, day out, because it's very hard. I think that what people, what, what we all forget, guys, when you're tweeting or you're tagging actors or you're saying certain things, like soap actors and actors in general, not just soap actors, are, are humans too. And... You know, we can take criticism on if you don't think we did something right. We can take criticism if you didn't like the way we played that. It is interesting from some of you who think you can tell good acting from bad acting when you ain't took <laughs> acting class. Um, but, you know, we have feelings too. And I think it's very, very difficult. You know, one of Scott Clifton's, I think, biggest jobs is playing a character that nobody really likes. And I know Anika yeah. Noel went through that as well, being a recast from Kimberly Matula. Is that yeah, that's some big shoes to fill. Yeah, huge shoes. But when you play a yeah. character that someone doesn't like, it does start to play with your psyche. And I don't know if you guys out there are familiar with this or this show, but Game of Thrones, um, the actor who played Joffrey, um, who was like the little spoiled king, he quit acting. Um, you know, because it just became too Same much. Same thing with Jake Lloyd, who played Anakin in the uh, you know yeah. Star Wars Episode One fiasco. Yeah, it, it's you have like, guys, the it's crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and that's where I'll say that Scott has always taken this in stride. And I will say this is where I give fans a lot of credit. Like yeah. most, because of the way that Scott handles this, 
you mm -hmm. have a good rapport with fans with, with as much as people don't like Liam, the way that mm -hmm. Scott handles it. But that's something he can do that, that, that other people may not be as skilled because it is a skill to sort of navigate that. And, and yeah. I will just say that he does it with dignity and grace and humor. And, and I was just glad that the show gave him so much material that, that I was like, you know what? I want to tune in that, that looks funny. That looks like something I would enjoy because I actually enjoyed the Flo Sally stuff with the underwear writing on it too. When when yeah. they're poking fun at themselves, I think it works, and and that's the show I want to watch. Yeah, I mean that's that's the show most of us want to watch on daytime when that's happening, and I mean just anywhere, you know, when you're watching films or when you're watching this, and it's like listening. Acting is a very, very difficult task, and especially for soap actors where everything is going so quick. And then add on top of that, where you have all these COVID restrictions and you know they can't do the rehearsing. And first of all, they're nice when they tell y'all it's rehearsal, but as someone who's done it, it's not a rehearsal. They have you walk through where the light's gonna be and make sure you do that. And it's really honestly up to you to reach out to your coworkers outside of work and say, hey, you wanna rehearse this? So a lot of times you're going into a scene and it's your first time sitting down with this person. You're just like, well, shit, I hope we got chemistry and I hope yeah. this works. We'll see what happens. Um, so I, I want all of you, when you're tweeting, you know, mean things to people to, to really keep that in mind, because I think it's important to, you know, not saying I'm giving anybody a pass or anything like that, but it's something to keep in mind for sure. Oh yeah, definitely. And and I know sometimes we sound like we're scolding fans and a little less our opinion, but don't worry. Uh, <laughs> I, I don't want to do that every week. <laughs> so I'm with no. you. <laughs> yeah. No, listen, we lo listen. Uh, we love know. you guys. And <clears throat> just giving you a different perspective yeah. as somebody oh, yeah. who's worked in the industry. And, and that's all we can do. You know, we want to make sure we give you that. But listen, before we go again, guys, please make sure you are checking out SoapCon Live. Lucretia, tell them where they can find out more information about SoapCon Live. Um, if you want to find out the full schedule of SoapCon Live, the inaugural event being May 1st, you can go to SoapConLive.com. And that's SoapConLive.com where you can purchase your autographs, video greetings, meet and greets with the 16 actors we have on there now. I won't list all of them. We don't have enough time. But yeah, we just go to SoapConLive.com and check it all out. And I just can't wait till we can bring more to you. Yeah, absolutely. And I can't wait to like check it out myself. And guys, please also remember to continue to check out Forever in a Day every Monday and Friday, isn't it? Um, where new episodes will be coming to you. I believe it's four more episodes before the end of the season or because today is a new episode before the end of the season. We're super, super excited for you guys to continue checking it out. I am also hosting the after show every Sunday on the DLJ Media Network with my co-host Matthew Preston. And if you want to hear more from me, um, uh, please check out Pride the series on Amazon Prime. And also, I do have Pride the podcast that is every week on anywhere podcast. So check it out. We love talking shit. We have a little drink and it's, <laughs> it's really fun. Um, so, guys, that's it from us today. Follow me, social media, Darrell Anthony on Twitter and Facebook. And I am Darrell Anthony on Instagram. And Lucretia, where can they find you? Since I'm Lucretia Line, guys, you can always find me at L A C R E T I A L Y O N anywhere on the internet since there is only one. Bye. Thank you for listening to Believe in Soap Operas. If you're not subscribed to the show, be sure to hit that button so you get new episodes each week in the feed of your favorite podcasting app. Like us, rate us.
have something to say, leave us a review. And if you're looking for the video version of this podcast, subscribe to our YouTube channel and like our Facebook page, all under Believe in Soap Operas. That's B-L-E-A-V. We'll be streaming live every Monday at 6.30 p.m. Eastern, and that's 3.30 p.m. Pacific, on Facebook and YouTube, so join in on the fun there. And don't forget to visit SoapConLive.com to check out our complete schedule, purchase autographs, video greetings, and book your virtual meet-and-greet with your favorite soap star today. And you can also catch up on Forever in a Day, the first soap opera to go back to the roots of audio during the pandemic. Season 2 is now streaming on all the podcast platforms you can find this one. Stay safe and sane, soap fans, and stay tuned for more Believe in Soap Operas. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.